0: Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 118. I uh, hope you're doing really great. I hope you're having a fantastic day, night, afternoon, whatever it is. hope you're doing really great. Uh, back here in California, made my way to the beach uh, today with the family got to have a little surf time. It was incredible. But I am realizing how old I am. I had to take four ibuprofen right after I got done surfing because I was so absolutely sore. I never imagined in a million years that at 43, I'd be like, why am I so tired? <laughs> right? What, a, what happened to me? Right? I was a kid that was just like, so energetic. I mean, even in my 30s, you would have thought I was a Teenager, you know, the way I was jamming and running. But boy, 40 plus has been cruel. It has been very cruel. So those of you who are on the other side of 40, we are kindred spirits. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Those of you in your 20s and 30s, enjoy it. It's going to be amazing. You're doing so great. Enjoy your life. When 40 hits, your body just says, I'm tired. You wore me out in your your teens, your 20s, and your 30s. Uh, hey, listen uh, to all of the uh, those of you who are uh, listening and subscribing and sharing on your social media platforms. I just want to say thanks. I really do appreciate it. And for those of you who are, are giving on Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com forward slash Front Porch Confessional, really, really appreciate that as well. And those of you who have given by check and Venmo as well, just really appreciate the support. It means a ton to me. Psalms. 99 verse 8 Uh, this week we're going to be digging into some uh, into the Psalms these passages are phenomenal Uh, but they're uh, pretty convicting and uh, they're coming right after us and I think that's really important so this is going to be a week where we kind of dig in and and get a little deep and get a I I think what I really wrestled through uh, in these passages that I've selected for this week is it they they felt a little more confrontational and uh, so I wrestled through that, but I, I think it's important. So we're starting off on Psalms 99 verse eight. And it says that it says this, "O Lord, our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but a an avenger of their wrongdoings. So I'll read it again. "O Lord, our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them. But an avenger of their wrongdoings. Uh, as a as a kid, I, you know, we didn't grow up with a lot. If you've listened to this podcast, you've heard a little bit about you know stories of my youth and being tricked. You know, like my mom uh, tried to trick us into eating liver. Um, by making it into French fries. So, th- those types of things were a part of my growing up, mainly because we just didn't have a lot, but I had a great life. Like, I didn't complain about my life, but, and, and I, I guess I didn't even like look around and think, wow, we're different than everybody else. So we don't have anything. I think there were moments of that, but for the most part, I, I had a great life, loved my life, but um, I knew we didn't have a lot of money. I, I, I did know that. Uh, and so, there was this uh, old, uh kind of like a it would have been like an ace hardware when I grew up um right next to I can't even remember the name of the store but next to it was the Ben Franklins and the Ben Franklins was like they had candy it's where you got your stamps and art supplies and things like that it was kind of like an all-in-one kind of store next to it was a hardware store and I, for the life of me I can't remember the name of the store but I used to love going into that store and I remember one time my parents or my dad I, I, I went into the store and I was all I, I remember at the checkout they had a knife display and that I always was like intrigued by and then they had like a bucket full of suction cups a kind of a bizarre thing to have <laughs> one next to the knives in the chocolate uh, was a bucket of suction cups and one day I thought you know what I want one of those suction cups and, you know, I wasn't one of those kids or my parents weren't one of those parents who like, if your kid asked for it, they got it for you. So I stole it. I stole the suction cup and, and I took it home and, uh, I, I just, I guess I had a great time with that suction cup. I don't know what it was. I can't, I was probably like five or six and I I guess I had the time of my life with that suction cup and I think my dad had been like, Hey, where'd you get that? And I was like, oh, uh, I found it. And he was like, that looks really new. Where did you get that? And then he clued in like, oh, wait, we were at the hardware store and next to on the counter next to the knives is a the suction cups. He goes, did you take that? And I was like, no. And he, he said, Jeff, did you take that? And I said, I did. And so I really honor my parents for this. He got me in the car. He drove me to that hardware store. And I remember sitting at, with the cashier and handing back the suction cup and my dad made me apologize. They were really cool about the whole thing, but there was a consequence, right? I had to return it. There, there was this, I, I had this desire inside of me to take something that wasn't mine and there was a consequence. I had to face what I had done. And and I I must confess this is I uh, read. And when I read passages like this in the Bible, they kind of take me off guard, right? They start off like, oh, yeah, you answered them and you forgave them. Yay. And then what? Whoa. Avenger of their wrongdoings. What? Right. And and a part of the thing that I have to kind of work through and I've got to deal with, is the fact that I want a God of justice without the justice for me. You know what I mean? Like, hey, go take care of all the bad guys in the world, but not me. I'm not that bad. But what I'm saying is I want a God of justice, but just not a God of personal justice for me. I mean, he needs to take care of all those bad people, right? They're bad people. They do bad things, right? But not, you know, but not me, right? Right. Because, I mean, I'm not that bad. I'm not like them, like those people over there. And that is completely wrong. You know, the reason why I struggle, and I think so many of us struggle with God, uh, and the God that this psalm presents as an avenger of wrongdoings, is because we really don't understand how passionately God loves us. And we say, well, that seems a little bit... Uh, bizarre that you would say that. I I think it's so important. And I think maybe now as I realize, as I'm saying this, uh, that it kind of feels wrong. Like it feels wrong to say that he's the avenger of our wrongdoings. And the reason for us to come to understand that is to really, because we struggle to understand God's immense, passionate Love for us, and so I thought maybe like it might be helpful to humanize it a little bit, so we can un- understand. So as I was kind of processing through this, I-, I thought this might be helpful. Like the loving parent, right? Like my like my dad, you know, disciplines the child not out of anger. Now, some of you, and I want to recognize this, were disciplined out of anger, and I'm sorry. Uh, I have to say my parents did a really good job with this. My dad, I would see him get all wound up and, but he would never spank me. And I was a kid who got spanked and actually I appreciate that now as an adult. Um, But he never did that out of anger. He really cooled off and they would have a conversation with me. So he did a really good job with that. So as loving parents uh, that uh, disciplines a child and they don't do it out of anger but out of a holistic love for them. But the abuse of that free will over a long period of time is an abandonment is abandoning those children to sin, which, meaning this, if I don't punish the child for the, that mishap or that mistake or, you know, you know, stealing like what I did as a kid, or disrespect. I'm abandoning them to that sin. I'm essentially going, ah, it's not that big a deal. And I'm abandoning it to them. And as a child, that child starts to develop this thing inside of its head where it goes, this must be okay. But you see, When I discipline, it is out of a holistic love that says, I can't release you. I cannot abandon you to that sin. I have to intervene. That sin will not only hurt them, but countless others. It will, it would hurt. It'll hurt countless other peoples, not just the parents. It'll hurt countless others, their siblings, and potentially in the future, spouses, if it's not dealt with by the parent. And the parent in that moment is going, I believe I know what's best for you. So what is happening and what has happened here in this passage? Why is God an avenger of wrongdoings? Um, I need you to grieve with me for a second. Like, I would love nothing more than for you to personalize this passage for a moment. Sometimes we, we hear passages and we go, oh, that's for a bunch of people over there, or that's not, that's not for necessarily for me, that's for my, my friend. No, no, I want you to personalize it. Because this moment is a turning point, a running back to a boundless, A boundless, unending love of of God. Because if you personalize it, you go, wait a second, I was the one, I was the one that abused when God answered me. I was the one who neglected me, him, when he forgave me. And as a result of that, the sin just overcame me. Right? This is why we've had to get to this moment because we've sinned against God. We've sinned against God. You know, as I started thinking about this for myself, I started thinking, oh, Lord our God, you answered me, you forgave me, but I continue to abuse your grace and your mercy. Maybe put your name in the passage. It's hard to do that, I know, but it's really important. And when we can grieve that we have sinned against God's great love and forgiveness, it causes us to repent. And repentance is this turning back. It's understanding the consequences of sin. It's dealing with with this avenger of wrongdoings right because he's running after us lovingly and when we come to understand that sin is separating us from God right it's pushing us away and he's pressing into us saying i'm going to release you to that desire in hopes right and that's an that's a that's a punishment in hopes that you come home you see You know, when I think about David, I I think about David, and he comes to a moment where he realizes that he has murdered, and that he had had an affair, and he begs God to forgive him. This moment is a turning point for David. It it can be a turning point for you and me, uh, running back to the boundless, unending Love of God. But what about you, you know, right now? You know, as I work through this passage, as I talk through it, what's coming to mind for you? What are you realizing that you have done to abandon your first love? This is a deeply sober passage with a prophetic pointer. It's pointing to the future and it's saying this Hey, Jesus died to avenge you of your wrongdoings. He stood in our place. He took the weight of our failing and he restored us. And we now stand as eternally forgiven. But the thing I've been working through is, does my life look like it? Do I keep abusing grace? Do I keep allowing that thing to pop up in my life over and over and over. Have I abused his forgiveness? Have I abused the way in which he's answered these prayers? And I have to really deal with that. And when I deal with that, when I understand what Jesus has done for me, my heart leans and wants to repent, to turn back to the fir- my first love. He loves us. And That's why he runs after us. And sometimes that can be a very painful thing, but it's out of his great love and mercy that he does that. You know, repentance turns our hearts to his grace and allows us to see our sin and see his love for us. So where are you currently taking advantage of God's forgiveness. and if you can identify with that, I would encourage you today, repent, turn back to the one who loves you, Father God. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us has turned our own way. But we remind ourselves that you that Jesus took our iniquities upon us, upon him. He paid the price to make us right with you. And so we want to lean into you, oh Heavenly Father, and we want to honor the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers.